that you never have to get ready. Is that like the saying? Yeah, if you're always ready, never get ready or whatever. I don't know. <laughs> Something like yeah. that. Welcome I'll everybody to the <laughs> Welcome everybody to the N-Word for Nerd Podcast. I'm your host, Corny J, sitting here again with my talented, ultra knowledgeable. And I feel like this show is going to be a lot of hate being thrown. So I want to get people prepared early. We're going to start off with my co-host, the Duke of Nerds, Jason himself. And I got some comments that I got on, on, on the site that people were giving all you all all the love for your Star Trek rankings. <laughs> and um, I was surprised. I didn't really think, you know, because I, I, I don't know nothing about Star Trek. So I just figured, you know, it was just, you know, y'all just his favoritism. But no, everybody was like, these were great points being made. No one's ever broken down Star Trek captains this way. And I'm like, oh, okay, I, I, I'll, I'll relay the message. So Jason, how's it going today? <laughs> it's another day in paradise. <laughs> And as always, we're bringing them back for a second time because it's twice as nice. And, you know, when you do it one time, that's like the warm up set. You know, you ever been with somebody and you're still kind of nervous and you just don't want to mess it up. By the second time, you can kind of let it be free and hang out. So we figure this time, Jared's going to let it be free and hang out. What's going on, Jared? How you doing, man? Hey, guys. Great to be back. Not All too right, free, so. I don't want to see anything weird. <laughs> So, as always, if anybody's watched the first two episodes, we always start off every single show with a list, whether top five or rankings or something like that. So, if you watch episode two all the way to the end, we said this episode, we were going to go with our top five avatars and from the series Avatar The Last Airbender or, you know, The Legend of Korra, but our top five avatars. So, I didn't know if anybody wanted to volunteer to go first or you want to just throw all that heat on me for the first one. All, All right, Jason's hand is up. So, Jason, <laughs> top five uh, avatars. Let's go. Starting from five to number one. Five to number one? Oh, I was going to go backwards. I'm going to go one to five. Okay, okay we'll let's go, to go one to five one. then. We'll go to five to number one. It's fine. Number five is Aang. He is wow. my last pick. And here's the reason why. Aang was one of the only avatars who's like, I don't want to do this. I don't want to be an avatar. And because of that, it was a hundred years of war and genocide. So wow. there you go. Aang. And also Aang's villains, all he did was really fight the Fire Nation. You know, uh, the Fire Lord was basically his main villain. There was not really anybody that was really like, other than Zuko, who wasn't really a villain after a while, like there's really nobody that really like pressed him as much. You know, it was just like well, Azula, have, Azula put in, she 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 that was really more like Zuko's thing, man. <laughs> That's that a little more like Zuko's thing. That's his sister. And, and, and either way, Aang's number five. That's right. Okay. Number four would be Roku. He's the one that ended up starting that hundred year war because he was too much of a bitch to not tell his friend to stop doing shit, <laughs> and he died. So oh, number he five, number him. four, he didn't tell him, and he threatened him. <laughs> number three, where are we at? Number three. Yep, we're three. at number three. We're at Juan, the first three. avatar. Dude's a fucking badass. He had no other uh, avatars to fall back on. He didn't know what he's doing. He had to go around the world, unite all the powers himself. You know, find Rava. You know, and get him inside of him and all that other good stuff. And 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 actually, you know, I can't remember what was what was the other Batu. Yeah, that's the other demon's name, Batu, and lock him away for ten thousand years or however long they're supposed to be locked away. So Juan. Total badass. He's number three. Number two, it's going to be some controversy here. I mean, I guess already controversy to put Aang last. But number two is going to be Korra. 
Cora been through some shit. Cora went through a lot of shit, all right? She had PTSD. She had world-ending demons. She had to fight people that wanted to to, to rid the, the world of benders and, and take over the Earth King and all sorts of stuff. She's number two because she never gave up. She dealt with her demons. She dealt with all sorts of struggles, struggles that many people nowadays still struggle with. Mm-hmm. And she was able to overcome and you know get the job done anyway. And number one is going to be Kiyoshi. Simply the straight-up badass avatar. She freaking made an own island. She freaking, you know, was one of the first to lava bend. Also, people followed her and then and she created a warrior group of girls who can take on avatars by themselves without any bending powers. She's an absolute badass, absolute like just legend, number one in my book. There you go. Hank's five. Sorry. Sorry, mom. I know mom's (laughs) (laughs) all right. Jaron, give it to me. All right. So we're going five and one. All right. So uh, five is going to be Yang Chen. Uh, she was the airbender that Aang uh, talked to on the back of the lion turtle. And she shows up a lot in the comic books. But mm-hmm. uh, she she practiced what she preached. She devoted herself to the world at the expense of her spiritual being. And as a result, created a big imbalance that avatars that followed her had to fix as far as the spirit world was concerned but she did a great service to the physical world and she was dedicated to it in her entire run. So uh, she's number five for me. Um, (sighs) (laughs) Probably, I I guess I would go with Juan next. Uh, I love Avatar Juan. He's great, but you're right. As far as like, he didn't have the rest of his lives to look back on. So he was, he was, he was true grit when it comes to like, he was, he was writing everything down for the first time. He was the one that started it all. So, I mean, he didn't, he couldn't look backwards. He couldn't reference anything. Uh, Kyoshi phenomenal for number uh, three strong can make, yeah, makes her own Island, which means she was earth bending at a point where she was reaching into a tectonic plate. You know what I'm saying? Like she was, she was, she was the real deal. Uh, I agree with the Kyoshi Warriors. They're fantastic, and they're, I mean, anybody that can engender that kind of following, I 100% agree with. Um, and then I'm going to put Cora up next. Cora, Cora Del, she went, she went through, yeah, she, I mean, I don't want to echo the same sentiment. She went through a lot. Uh, most of it was the studio threatening to cancel her show every season. So, you know, she didn't get that overarching story. <laughs> Quite a bit. Um, and uh, and then I'm gonna put Aang at number one, and not not because of I guess not not for fan service, not because of why you would think. If you look back at the history of all the avatars prior to him, n- for the last you know 300 avatars, nobody really did anything different. They learned new stuff, um, and I mean they refined their craft. But Aang was the first one to look because of his search in a way to end the Fire Lord without killing. He reopened the idea of bending energy. So that's why I give him the W for it because, and he also at the end of Korra season one, imparted that wisdom to her when he touched her on the temple and the the chest, he he let her know how to bend energy and that served her substantially uh, in, in the following seasons. So I think because he changed the game that's why he gets my number one 
Wow, 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 wow. So I guess mine is probably a good – I'm glad I'm going kind of last because I think mine is a mismatch of all of you guys' ones. So my number five is Yang Chen as well for the same yeah. reasons that you said, Jaren. Like, I also like the fact that I guess she was such a dominant avatar that even after she passed, the treaties and the deals that she made with the spirit worlds and a lot of humans lasted for generations. So – that's always a good thing when your lasting effect is way after your death. Um, number four for me will be will be Aang. Aang comes as my number four. Right. I, I'm I gotta go with Jason on it. I tried to give credence that it is a 12-year-old boy, and I can't, you know, the fear and anxiety that comes with it because he was thrusted to have to be the avatar a lot sooner than most of them are, especially having to do something successful like stop a warlord. So I get the apprehension, but still he ran away from his duties. And because of that, so many people suffered. But on the rebound part of it, like he made up for it in, you know, fixing the issue. But then also his legacy after that with making Republic City and et cetera. Like it's talk about, again, lasting effect that I can't ignore. Um, my number three on this one then will go to actually Avatar 1. I think first Avatar is just, it is what it is. We, we all hit it very easily. But um, yeah, he's just a dope avatar. My number two is Korra. I think we all hit it very every repeatedly. Korra went through a lot, but also not even just that Korra went through a lot. I think the biggest thing why I like Korra is because Korra is the first avatar having to that we know of deal with what the new world is when it comes to non-benders being as almost just as powerful as benders. Like the equality of non-benders versus benders is being that that gap is closing very quickly. I mean, we just watched the mech destroy half of a city and benders couldn't do anything. Like, so the fact that yeah, the fact that her being an avatar wasn't the domineering force that it was in all previous generations, that's a hard thing to have to deal with. So, and then my number one, I mean, Jason hit it on the head, man. Keo, she's just she's a monster, the longest living avatar of all time. I mean. Homegirl is just the truth, and if anybody doesn't know, it's a mini series comic out with her. So if you don't believe me that she's the truth, read the series. Like Kiyoshi is just a monster. She looks like seven foot tall woman, you know, wearing a size fifteen, lived for like three hundred years. Like, again, created her own island, had people worship her after her death. Groups were made after her death, and the simple fact that she was, which I think I remember, she was born of I think an airbender and an earthbender. I believe her parents abandoned her. Right, right, yeah, but I think we found out that her mother was an airbender initially or something that had yeah. left the air nomads and did their own thing. So even that history, you were born from a situation that never happens. Like, you never hear air nomads leaving that and doing their own thing. So she's definitely my number one. Also, I just feel like if, if, if we were to go battle all of them were to throw hands, I feel like Yang Chen and Kiyoshi would be the hardest ones to probably <laughs> defeat. Because I feel like Yang Chen would have probably pulled his eye air and started pulling people's air because she don't give a damn. But I think again, yeah, she would straight just murder you. Right. <laughs> like, I gotta, you're gonna I die. Roku did stop a volcano. I mean, Roku's nothing to fuck around with either. Come, come on, man. Yeah, but he also man. got stuck in the Avatar state, too. I, I'm about to say, and he, and he also <laughs> let, a, uh, let a guy like destroy all the world. <laughs> oh, he, he did get punked he, because he didn't kill the, He didn't kill him. You know, he Roku. And he, he beat his ass and said, if you do it again, I'm coming for you. And then he held off. Sozin held off for a while. So, But you know, Roku is, Roku is you ever heard the story about the guy in World War One that could have killed Hitler? 
but like didn't do it because he was like Hitler was like a mail carrier or something. That's Roku. He's the guy that should have shot Hitler in. Never had to worry about World War II if that guy would have took care of business. Oh, but man. instead, yes, I know we're going to get canceled now because I did a Hitler reference, and you can never do that on any platform, no matter what. So, Jill, but, he um, loves it. Yeah, right, right. Great list. <laughs> so, again, we talked about a lot of legends and legacies in that situation. So, if anybody has not known, and if you do, you need to catch up now because, again, we are going full spoilers all the time. Our show is full, 100% store spoilers. So, Netflix dropped Jupiter's Legacy, if I'm correct. And eight episodes, some of them are 40 minutes, some of them are 35 minutes. But anyway, eight, eight episodes of the show, superhero genre. Um, I want to say it is created after a book. So correct me if I'm wrong, guys. Is it? It is a comic initially, correct? Yes, it is a comic initially. I did not read it, though, so I cannot spoil anything yeah. beyond what I saw on the show. Okay. But yeah, it, it's definitely it's a two two um, series of comics. One's Jupiter Legacy, and there's uh, I want to say the one before it's uh, Jupiter something else with Jupiter in it. <laughs> but, right, right, right. But there's right. the prequel, and then there's the, the, the main storyline as well. Okay, and I guess it's from the prequel who wrote Jackass. I mean, jams of jackass, kick-ass. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, Mark no. Miller, I believe, is, is, is yeah, the not sure didn't like that, But yeah, yeah uh, kick-ass. So, you know, he they wrote this series. So, uh, what are you guys' thoughts? I guess let's start with you, Jaron. What did you think? All right. Two compelling stories, although I liked the story in the past more. I was more into that. Um, I followed it more. It was more interesting. It kind of had, I don't know, like a, almost an Indiana Jones kind of like, uh, we're going on an adventure vibe, and I really fucking dug it. Um, also, I was like, because I saw like in his vision how it went down, I was waiting to figure out how his wife wasn't going to cut his fiance wasn't going to come with. And then he was going to get that lady that was like just straight up, just straight up roasted his father on the front page. <laughs> it's like, how's she going to end up with this shit? Um, both the stories came to an unsatisfactory conclusion, in my opinion, but it really set up season two. But I do enjoy it when a story has a conclusion, um, you know, and then the sequel continues in the vein. It doesn't, you know, um, I don't know. I guess the older the older storyline, in my opinion, wrapped up a little more more satisfactorily. But um, I thought the uh, main villain guy, uh, while funny and apparently is the same dude that did uh saber tooth in the first x-men yeah um really uh, yeah his, his makeup was was tragic whenever they closed did close-ups on his hands i was like oh no oh no um their costumes are kind of all goofy i did like the 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 different types um in the in the latter portion of the season when uh the really really optimistic girl like moon wave or something. Oh, well, go something. Yeah. Five. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she got killed by, like, they straight up borrowed that tragic, uh, uh, you brought it up earlier, that electro vibe. <laughs> 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 I was like, oh, it's purple electro with a hood. I was like, oh no. <laughs> Seen this effect before, and it wasn't good then, and it isn't good now. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I mean, uh, I enjoyed I enjoyed the the journey to the island. I thought that was the most compelling part of the show. <sighs> I mean, the main character, I they did a good job of making you understand why he used such a goody two shoes uh, to a fault. Obviously, mm -hmm. um, 
I feel like uh, the bad guy in, in Night Fox or whatever. I Sky still don't Fox. know. Yeah, I don't. I don't know Sky Fox. Yeah, I don't know enough about him. <laughs> I'm like, I wanted more about how that all went down. Also, did Brainwave like what happened between young him and old him? Did he change race somehow? He looks Middle Eastern a bit when he's older. <laughs> <laughs> but well, he was a with a pencil mustache. I didn't. He went John Waters of the past to I don't know what. Is it? Like, <laughs> I did look like John Waters. <laughs> man, that's all that, that that skin cancer, man, from that sun tanning, bro. You find too close to the sun, my man. <laughs> living in Florida or something. Yeah. <laughs> oh but yeah, that's, so yeah. Uh, I, I, I it kept me watching. I enjoyed. It. I watched it all the way through. I binged it in one day. So. All right, Jace. Now I'm gonna go before Jason because Jason's probably gonna steal all the shit I gotta say. So <laughs> I'm gonna go get my shit off first. Go ahead, go ahead. I'll let <laughs> you go let, first. And then let him go. So almost everything you said, I agree with. I I felt like yes, I would rather watch this whole first season just be them learning how we got their powers. I know people won't have the balls to do that because it would only been like the last episode or last two episodes that they would actually would have been superheroes. But all that stuff in the past was so hyper intriguing that I almost wanted to fast forward all the regular shit. Just to get to the past scenes because I was like, this shit regular. Like, let's just call a spade a spade because we talked about the spoilers. Nothing happens in the first season in the real time. Not like, oh, at the end, oh, well, what's the bad guy? Motherfucker, when I first saw his ass, I said, oh, that motherfucker, the bad guy. Look, he looked like a bad guy. Yeah, he wasn't buff. He was all skinny and pencil-y. I was like, oh, and that's when he was like, oh, trying to get in close with the sun. I was like, oh, that motherfucker, the bad guy. Like, you know what I'm saying? And look, all that shit in the regular time was just was terrible. It was god awful, and the sad thing is, is that I was buying into it because I like the whole sci-fi, low-budget aesthetic of it. Like, I like the goofy costumes. Like, it felt very like, hey, if me and my buddies were to put together a good-ass comic book show and superhero show, it feels like that. And I, I dug that about it because I'm thinking, oh, well, maybe it's not going to take itself too seriously. And it, it did the dark and gritty kind of thing, but I like sometimes it did flip it on his head. So it's like, oh yeah, in the middle of a sex scene, you know what? I gotta go stop a meteor. That shocked me. I'm like, oh, that's a, <laughs> that's a good flip because I'm like, oh, we're gonna get the sex scene to show that he actually has a heart and really loves his wife, and and it's still like, no, they narrow home that utopian is utopian. He's not, he's no longer shell. Like that's oh, yeah. been gone. He is. You have the, you have the vibe. You have yeah. the vibe that that's happened before. Right. Like he's yeah. he's just out of sex and things like that. Oh, j- I bet she never gets your your, your mother's coming in. <laughs> I hear a meteor. I gotta go. <laughs> and I was like, like, "Are you good? You good? Like, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna leave." <laughs> right. I'm like, "Like maybe he was about to come and was like, that's his way of like not coming early." Like, "Oh, it's a meteor. I gotta go, baby." Like, uh, so, <laughs> back in time. Um, but also, I, I was trying to hold on, and I think what kind of kept me trying to dig the the show is because it had that Superman Fatal Five feel to it. Uh, I don't know if you guys remember, I'm more familiar with the DC animated version than the book itself, where like these new heroes are coming along, they have no problem killing and doing this, and Superman's still like, no, we have to do it the right way, we can't kill, we got to X, Y, and Z. I, I thought they were going to push to that storyline, but then you make Utopian a damn jackass at the end, the way he's talking to his wife and all that, so even if I wanted to believe in the code, he was such of a dick, I was like, I, fuck the code, man, like he's an asshole, like I'd rather them just go and slaughter these bad guys because he's not making a compelling argument why they should stick to the code. And so I, I just thought that was bad character development for him. He's supposed to be the ultimate good guy and justice for all and all that. Like, I was almost, and like I said, I'm going to use a lot of wrestling terms on the show. I thought he was going to do a heel turn at the end. 
because I felt like that's what they were pushing him to be, like how he talked to the crowd, how he talked to his wife, how like it just like even the scene in the prison. I was like, oh, well, here's the heel turn moment, or his son's gonna go turn heel because you know daddy's acting like an asshole with his cold. But it, anything in the real time was a mess, and then it felt like Arrow to me. Like yeah, I remember watching Arrow being pissed off because all I wanted to care about was the Allen scenes. You kept showing me. Oliver Queen saying how people failed this city. I don't give a shit, Oliver Queen. Show me what you did in the island. And this what that was for me. Where every time I'm like, oh, okay, here we go. Chloe's into some shit. Oh, but oh, that's one thing I do. Uh, Sky Fox or Night Fox, whatever his name is, his son was probably the most entertaining character. I feel like he had a lot of charisma. And his yeah. storyline was something that I actually wanted to see, like, what would come of it. Like, every time he goes to his father, it's in a strip club. And you find out that George is his father. And he was kind of a womanizer. And... I thought it was going to lead somewhere, and it was like, no. Thank you for watching season one, guys. Come back next year. Like, fuck out of here. So uh, we'll go into what we recommend, but I I, I was, yeah, it it didn't do it for me. Well, is it my turn? My turn? Yep, yep, your turn. You go for it. I'm going to spring a board off of that Arrow comment that you made, because watching the show reminded me like uh, a CW show with almost a slightly better production value. It might say... Mm -hmm slightly better because <laughs> those uh aged makeup effects were god awful like <laughs> i thought dude was melting like freaking josh demel's wig was all over the place they couldn't give him a, like a better like the it was just none of it was working for me like they could just might as well just made them the same age the whole entire time because it just took me completely out of out of the out of the moment when i looked at these people and they're like oh my god like that makeup is so terrible and <laughs> Another thing with that show, like this is actually probably a plus to them, but the the, the Utopians' kids, especially his daughter, mm. were like one of the most annoying characters that I've ever had the misfortune of witnessing. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I guess it's for, for for me is like as a as a person of color, I just can't get down with whiny ass white people whose parents seem to be good people. You know, who seemed to be, I mean, yeah, he, he had a code that he had to stick to and he kept, you know, trying to tell his kids to stick to the code and, and he wasn't there all the time because he was off saving the world. Right. Well, with me, I'm sorry <laughs> that you guys got superpowers and your dad didn't always, you know, take you off for ice cream every single day. I'm my bad. That's yes. You're right. You should be sad. I guess. <laughs> I mean, and it, it's, just, it's, it's annoying. <laughs> it's just, it's annoying the crap out of me. So like th- those are my two biggest cries. I did. Watch the whole thing. I, you know, it was it was compelling enough for me to sit there and watch the whole entire season in a day. You know, I watched it. I finished in the day, but yeah, the the island stuff was way better. It was way better. And actually, the end of it when they actually get their powers, that little scene where they walk into the um, I guess space portal room. Yeah. I actually thought that was done pretty pretty. One cool. of the moons of Jupiter. Yeah, it was Jupiter. Yeah, yeah, one of Jupiter's moons. Yeah, you can yeah. see Jupiter in the background. Yeah, I thought that was pretty cool to see. But then they come back in fully dressed in costumes. Like, if this is an alien power giving you this sort of thing, like, their first thing is like, oh, we got to brand this, put you guys in some costumes. We got Lycra already read up. You know, we got everything for you already set up. So you just put this on, fly back your ship. It's going to be cool. And it, it, that didn't make any sense to me. <laughs> like, you didn't know that the Power Rangers, the power Rangers got their powers the same way. Yeah. They morph and they like, get their suits on. So, <laughs> so like, so like, is the suits... Are the then everybody else gets suits? So right, you should right. 
Yeah, but like so so do they, they they take him back to the island get more suits for the, the other superheroes and also it seemed to me there's a lot more superheroes or people with superpowers than there should Didn't be five people yeah. could have made with yeah their bodies? yeah like did the people on the boats get it too because when that wave came out of the island it hit them in the face and you saw like the outlines yeah. of the, alien i mean i knew that the, ca- the captain was supposed to be he was oh, the captain's a part of my dreams or whatever so i i but, guess Somehow they unleash superpowers in the public world because, like, it they seems for be like six people to get superpowers and then have yeah, kids. Yeah. You know, that should be, you know, if they had six kids each, I mean, that's, you know, you can do the math 36 kids, I guess, or 36 people with, with, with superpowers. Yeah. But it seems like right. it's a lot more than that. It seems like almost yeah. everybody has superpowers and it's not even like a big deal. Like, oh, you got superpowers. I guess want to join the, the union. Oh, <laughs> no, you're not good enough yet. You know, you know it's what like, I took it as? I took it as the, the Terrigen Mist. Like in Marvel, where only some people like mutate from it, and others, and that's that's the best explanation I can come up with, guys. Yeah, I need, I need somebody to like, like say that out loud for me. Like, just like, oh yeah, other people got superpowers too. That's cool. And like one one line, one line. I'll be yeah, like, okay, yeah. explain it. Like, like it's judged all of humanity as ready. Yeah, because those five were able to get through, not just those five. I don't. Yeah, yeah, Dude, that, that was my issue too, right there. We just said hit it on the head. But I was like, hold on, hold on. They had to do all this worthy tests, and I guess they even mentioned it. They were like, oh, some people are jealous of how yeah, the others got it and didn't have to struggle as hard to get it. But it's like, yeah. what, what, what? Is this a privilege thing again? But you're like, <laughs> oh, I, I had to work so hard, and you whippersnappers just <laughs> what? Like, what? <laughs> no, like, I had to go crazy and get a Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, but what Jason was saying that moment though, when they were talking to the space flower or whatever the hell that was, space and space all their all the people that they had talked about wishing they could see again when it got to Sky Fox's mom, he's like, I'd give anything to say goodbye or whatever. I'm not gonna lie, I, I was like, All right, man, yeah. do you think it was a little theory out there? That was a pretty cool scene. Yeah. I like that scene. That was so that was that was well done, yeah. and it was very and that as it, it, it was a good uh for me, a good capstone to that whole uh beginning story arc because yeah. I thought that was like that was cool because we started off with death and people. You know, losing their their loved ones. We start off with uh, Sheldon's dad, and what's the other brother's name? I'm gonna say Warren. Walt. I don't know. Yeah, Walter. <laughs> Will, one of them. Walt, I think it's Walt. 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 Yeah. Walt. Waller. Their dad committing suicide, and you know, then you know, Sheldon being haunted by his dad, and it was all just a test. And you know, you got to see his dad again, and actually like praising him for you know getting that far. And then everybody else got to see it. But it was also with that though that was kind of like not really set up very well because it didn't really. I mean, like, while they're on the island, they started talking about people they wanted to see again. But it would have been better if it was like the reason they were all kind of together is because they have all experienced this sort of loss, right? Important to them, and that would have been a cool, like, sort of setup to that. You know, that last moment when you know maybe you know the the black guy. I don't know. Yeah, I don't even know if they named him. Um, we didn't. You know, about Nana was the best lady in the world maybe we could start off with something like that and then slowly build up and you're like oh and you slowly realize oh these people have been talking about their lost loved ones this whole entire time and that's probably why they all are needed for this here journey because they all have experienced that pain but i didn't write the show so (laughs) it was a crime to have red from that 70s show pop up and not say dumbass once (laughs) (laughs) the dude dude that flew that time ship in voyager and just wasn't having it (laughs) And then Back. he blows his brains out, and it's sad. Yeah. Well, like, right. even, can we, we even just comment one second on the fact that, like, um, 
Jupiter is like elitist. Like, if you was broke, you weren't getting to that island to be able to get powers. Okay. Like, motherfuckers <laughs> couldn't afford no boat. Like, so literally, this this whole thing was driving motherfuckers insane because they were broke and killing it. Because I'm pretty sure Red wasn't the only one that got driven insane. Like, no, so all, just extra people on the island. Yeah, right, yeah, right. So Sheldon just had the there. funds to be able to make that happen, but all the other people, like Red, who was broke. They just went insane, head ringing in their head and seeing visions for the rest of their life because they was murdered his entire family. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah, we got they had those humans had to prove that they were worthy. But I guess Jupiter folks was like, yeah, I mean, those guys are broke, so obviously they're not worthy. Just let them kill each other. Like, I mean, you know, if you're a good capitalist, you're worthy. That's what the. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's those guys on the corner in the in, in like downtown big metropolis. With the sign that says Jesus is coming again, and they're talking to themselves the whole time. They just they just couldn't get the cash together. Right, right. <laughs> like, dude. If I just give me a you know a, a bill here, I can just get this boat. Oh man! So I guess we go to the final. Uh, I, I, Jaren, are you recommending for this to watch, or people could pass? What's your, what's your thoughts on it? If you like superhero stuff. This is a fresh take on it, I think. I enjoyed it. It was different enough from everything else that I've seen uh, that I, I was captivated. I, I watched it all the way through. Um, most of my issues with it were kind of nitpicky, and after the fact, um, while I was watching it, it was a great ride. So, yeah, I recommend it. Duke of Nerds, Jason, what are your thoughts? Recommend I, it, Matt? I enjoyed my time in Jupiter's Legacy. I think People would probably have fun watching it. It's it's kind of like a mess show. Uh, for me, I like when I'm watching it. I'm thinking to myself, like, this is at the point where we are getting peak superhero saturation, mm -hmm. like like zombies beforehand, and like you know, young dystopian fiction before that. Like, we are at the point where we are getting like it's starting to get crowded in this field, and this is a show that probably did not need to be made, but. I'm glad it was. It's still entertaining and still fun, but we're getting to the point where they're they're running out of out of room. I think. I feel you on that one. Uh, I will. I am not going to recommend it, but it's with a asterisk on it. Like, <laughs> wait till season two comes out and then binge one, then two, because I feel like one's useless without knowing what's happening next. And let's say this this show fucks around and gets canceled, then it'd be even. We wasted eight hours, almost eight hours of our lives for nothing because. <laughs> Nothing got wrapped up. Nothing got even. Nothing even happened. Like, nothing happened. <laughs> I want to reiterate: season <laughs> one, literally nothing happened. They were better off just doing an origin story and then yeah. ending it there, and then doing nothing happened in the regular storyline that it, like we give a shit about. So for me, I am not recommending it. But I will say, if season two doesn't get approved and they make it, when season two comes out, go ahead and binge season one at that point because this may be to connect and give more answers. Because this, yeah, this just wasn't it for me. Um, but like you said, it is. We're overloading on superhero movies, so that's kind of what's going to happen. You're going to get a kind of lot of meh because they know people are still watching like us. So uh, it, was better than Wonder, it was better than Wonder Woman '84. Yo, God, yeah, we will <laughs> talk about that later on in the show. Actually, you know what? We're here now. Boom, boom, it's, boom, a boom. it's a segue. You just started it. Look, I'm going to give Jason the floor, and Jason, um, go ahead and vent about your issues with Wonder Woman '84. Let's just get it off your All chest right. now. Let me let me start off by saying I. Personally, enjoy Wonder Woman as a character. Uh, she is one of the big three. She is a great character. She should have movies made after her. Wonder Woman 84 ain't it. It is not what they were going... I don't know what they were going for, but, like, 
it ain't it. Uh, one of my first biggest gripes, and this is probably with the biggest gripe with Wonder Woman as a whole in the DCEU, is that she's kind of just bland. She's kind of just there. She doesn't really like ins- inspire a lot of like anything to 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 me as a viewer, as other than like, oh yeah, she's a capable superhero, but like, there's no really no really personality to her other than she's Wonder Woman. And like, if you ever watch like the Justice League cartoon shows. Wonder Woman has this like very distinct personality. She's kind of a hothead. She's kind of forceful. She's kind of like in your face, but she's also a kind and caring person. So for me, like Gal Gadot, she's a wonderful actress. Sometimes <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to take anything away from her as a as a person or as a, as a, as an artist, but like for her performance, and not just in this movie, but in a lot of other movies, it's just like it's not it's not gelling for me. As 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 Wonder Woman, the movie itself it starts off with this delightful little flashback of little tiny Wonder Woman taking part in this crazy Amazonian race, and she is you know keeping up with the the Amazons. She's winning, and then at, she falls off her horse or something, and but she she finds a way to keep in the race, and by the very last time, you know she's about to you know win. Her, her aunt, I can't, I can't remember the character's name, stops her and it's like, oh, you cheated. You can't win. She's like, but I, and it's like, she didn't really cheat per se as she did find another solution because she fell off her horse. So I don't understand how she cheated, but then she's like, truth is the only thing that you should be. Truth is the number one thing. That's all that really matters. It's like cheating isn't really lying. Cheating is just taking another route that you didn't, that wasn't a part of the rules. So the kind of message didn't really gel for me, and it doesn't really gel for the whole entire movie. Because the whole entire movie is about wishes, and wishes aren't lies. There aren't, you know, uh, shortcuts. There are wishes. There's something that people want to happen because you know they have no other recourse. It's a wish. It's a dream. It's it's, it's anything. So we'll get to back to the wishes in a second. <laughs> so we go on. You know, the first opening scene, the first scene where she's um, fighting the bad guys in the mall, it's fun. It's kind of fun. It's kind of, like, colorful. The bad guys are kind of complete idiots. You know, the one guy, the only reason anybody even knew they were there is because he couldn't hold his gun while he was running away, and he drops it, and someone screams. I mean, like, if you in D.C., that ain't shit. (laughs) Someone dropped a gun in the mall, you just pick it up and go, like, all right. (laughs) (laughs) And someone from DC, true story. (laughs) She comes to this to stop this robbery and like starts fighting all these dudes. Like the only person you should even know is the bad guy, is the one with the gun. Like none of didn't attack her or until she attacked them. And it's like, okay, how'd you know they were the bad guys? All right, whatever. It's fun. She does this little she she hits the the cameras with her her tiara, even though you know that's not how cameras work. (laughs) So it's it's fine. It's fine. Kristen wig it's okay but i hate the whole trope that you know she's a beautiful woman like no exactly. one's paying attention to her like no one knows like you hide her at the smithsonian which is a bunch of smart people and no one remembers <laughs> that you are like two weeks later who she is like you get i mean like is everybody in the smithsonian brain dead like you don't know your your top number one scientist who they are and you can't even like say hi to that person or or help her out if she's falling all over and then we get to that wish stone thing. 
And, you know, Kristen Wiig makes a wish, I want to be like Wonder Woman. And then Wonder Woman doesn't really make her wish out loud, but she's like, oh, I want Trevor back. Yeah, how does that work with the stone? Does it I have don't to hear your Because if it does, there are things that just happen. They just happen. There's no reason for why they happen. They just happen. And, like, for me, as a movie lover, I just, like, can't have things just happen. You got to set it up and then pay it off. This movie, nope. Here it is. It's happening. Deal with it, motherfucker. Right. So, and this is probably the, the number one thing that is wrong with this movie is he wishes for Steve Trevor to come back. Steve Trevor, Steve Trevor comes back in another man's body. And this could have been something that made a good statement about the climate that we're in when people, you know, the Me Too movement, when people need to realize that it's not just, you know, you can't just fuck anybody. You have to have consent. You have to be have people, you know, be engaged in intercourse. She sees this dude just because he has his, your your boyfriend's mind in it doesn't mean he's your boyfriend. <laughs> you fucked. She raped a man. She, she and she did not care. <laughs> and, and then smiled at him later. <laughs> and, and then smiled at him later, like, man, I fucked your body last night. <laughs> it's like that to me was probably one of Just the most egregious things. Just like, bring him back. <laughs> Like it. you didn't know if he was dead. Like I maybe it would have been better if to me if he was like if the man was like in a coma or something like that, and then you know Steve Trevor. But like they never gave one thought that they literally killed a person and then basically raped his dead body. And the only reason she got her powers back or she lost her powers is because of the wish rather than the fact that she killed a man and raped his body. <laughs> well, you think but he didn't die? He was in that like I just imagined him inside his own mind. Just surrounded by blackness, curled up, hearing his saying hello and hearing it echo off yeah. the inside of his head. He's in the sunken place. I was about to being told by freaking, you know, Whitey from 1918, and he doesn't know anything, and he can't even enjoy having sex with Gal Gadot and Wonder Woman because he's he's gone. Like, where would he retain I, those memories? Yeah. <laughs> Obviously, not at the end. He like he didn't no, know because he doesn't recognize her. And like that could have been like something that could have been a powerful thematic thing that you know that's the thing that she has to get over was not the fact that she made a wish because you know people have wishes people have dreams it's okay to have wishes and dreams and it's it this movie is kind of saying like no it's not okay to have wishes and dreams it's not okay to wish for things because it's gonna get fucked up or some dumb shit like that (laughs) like if that was a part of it like oh my god I'm losing my powers because I did this bad thing. Then I could say, okay, that's that's cool. That's a great kind of theme. But like, nope, don't worry about it. Who gives a shit about this man? <laughs> and as I said, like in this movie, things just happen for no reason other than the fact that they happen. You know, they you know they need to go to Egypt for some reason, so they go to the, the Smithsonian, just walk in with her her fucking IE badge and take a plane. <laughs> and then you know Steve Trevor, who was who died in 1918. Can fly this plane in 1984. <laughs> like, no, that's not how planes work. That's not how anything works. All right. Like, just because you know how to fly then doesn't mean you know how to fly a fucking fighter jet now. It's, it's, yeah. oh, it's Aaron. And when, no, you don't even have to turn this shit on. 
You tell me this Estonian keeps that shit gassed up, one. Yeah. And also that a, a short-range fighter jet's making it from fucking Washington, D.C. to Egypt on yeah. one go? It only has a range of 1,000 miles and yeah. somehow it makes 5,000 miles. That you know, but that's, that's fine. That's fine to me. <laughs> and then she makes it invisible. And she's like, well, I was been practicing about... No, you haven't. Just do shit. Just, just, it's invisible now. That could have been handy any other time, I guess, but we're never going to use it fucking again. Nope. <laughs> like, they get to they get to Egypt. You know, and the whole Max Lord thing happens. You know, for some reason they know that dude built the wall. I don't fucking know. I don't know what's going on at this point. And they're chasing him down, and he sees her as they're leaving, and he decides to shoot at her, even though he doesn't even know who the fuck she is, why she's there. He's like, oh, that's the girl from the Smithsonian. I guess. She looks nice in that beautiful leotard. I guess you say I'm here to stop me, shoot at her or whatever. And they have this crazy, you know, fight scene that looks barely passable above, above PS2. And then <laughs> she goes to get the kids out the way, even though like every other vehicle swerves out of the way, except for the one that Steve Trevor's is driving. Like they all miss the kids and she does this big dramatic thing and she's all hurt. <sighs> Look, like <laughs> I I want I wanted to like this movie. I really did. I really wanted to be here and be like, this is a triumph. This is scary great. But it was it was just too much bullshit. It was just you know, it was just things happen like, oh, here is the armor that you know this great warrior wars. Like, why do you have this? Why does it matter? Why do we care that you have it? It's it's, it's like why oh we're gonna use it later because you don't really need to use it. Uh, why are you flying all of a sudden? It's great that you can learn how to fly, but I guess, you know, you can fly now. That's cool. Where was this fight in Justice League? Yeah, why anyway. weren't you flying in Justice League? <laughs> why aren't you flying in any other? Of, yeah. You know, and it's like, okay, that's fine. You know, whatever. You can fly now. That's cool. You didn't need the plane. You could just blow yourself. You know, and then, like, um, her wig was all over the place. Like, the wig that she was wearing... <laughs> Like it was all over. Like I don't want to make fun of anybody's appearance, but like they could have done a better job on her wig. It was terrible. Like it, it, like the it took me out of the moment. I when she's like having this big, you know, cry about having to let go of Steve Trevor. Like I'm just looking at her wig, and I'm just like, fix your wig first, and then cry about Steve Trevor. <laughs> so I guess like the most egregious thing to me. Well, firstly, well, Cheetah isn't Cheetah. She's just a person who wanted... She got two wishes for some reason. I don't know why she got two wishes. Everybody got one. But Oh, because Matthew Ma Maxwell Lord grants her a second wish. And I guess it was like the parents, Pirates of the Caribbean. It's like, not really rules, more like guidelines. Like, yeah, well, everybody... You're only supposed to get one wish. Everybody gets one wish, and she get, he gets her two. And she wants to be an apex predator. And she's not like a fucking shark or a bear or something. She's a... <laughs> Because I mean, like, as I said, things need to be set up and then there needs to be a payoff payoff. Like there was like a shot of a cheetah in like one of the, the scenes early yeah. on. She can be like, Oh, I love cheetahs. I think they're the coolest thing. I want to be like a cheetah. Right. You know, right. I want to be like fast and powerful and sleek and graceful, all the other good stuff. <clears throat> she can let's not a hard thing to write in, you know? Like, they had a couple of conversations with her and 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 Wonder Woman where they could have, like, she could have, at any point, 
said how much she likes cheetahs or some shit. Right. That's why when she wishes to be something super powerful, she looks like you know the extra from cats. But <laughs> yeah, like that would have been easy. Just been like her first wish should have been, I want to be like a cheetah, strong, powerful, blah, blah. And then as her humanity gets worse, she gets more cat like. Yeah. Easy solution would have explained it all rather than this two wish. Apex I want to get apex predator. You know what else is an apex predator? Wolves. Wolves are apex predators. Bears, <laughs> polar bears. Why is she not a giant polar bear? I don't fucking know. It doesn't make any goddamn sense. Because <laughs> the ice cap. The last thing. The last thing that the just cheetahs are sexy. Yeah. <laughs> so she flies into this golden armor that's supposed to be able to stop mankind or whatever. <laughs> you know, and gets wrecked by cat lady. She's not a yeah. cheetah. She's just cat person. <laughs> You know, the super powerful armor that you're wearing for no reason because you don't even know she's there. Yeah. All you know is there's dudes up there with guns and you can handle dude. You got your powers back. You don't need fucking nice gold armor. I guess you're selling toys. That's fine. That's okay. <laughs> but here's the thing. At the end, this is what made me want to punch my TV screen. You know, she is telling the people to take their wishes back. Right? She's, she has the Lasso truth around Max Lord's leg. He's being broadcast to everybody, and she is telling everybody that they must take their wishes back. And to me, that is utter bullshit that everybody does. <laughs> oh yeah, there's no way. There's always there's no way. First, oh yeah, all you need is one. One. There's one asshole who's like, I got a million dollars. Fuck that bitch. I don't give yep, a shit. You good? <laughs> <laughs> I could buy Wonder Woman with this money. <laughs> But then you're not you're talking about the people who didn't wish for anything that of personal gain. You're talking about people who maybe have wished maybe daddy can stop beating me tonight. Maybe right. I can get some food tomorrow. Ooh. Maybe, you know, uncle doesn't yeah. come into my bedroom this this evening. You know, or my sister's bedroom this evening. Those people made wishes, probably made wishes for you know, things that they need that they need to happen. And you're like, it's not good. This you're you're it's not worth it. Take it all back. It's like, bitch, no, it's worth it. It's all worth it. Like, yeah, somebody somebody made a wish that was dumb. But I'm sure there's plenty of people who were like, oh, you can get my wishes too? Well, I wish I didn't have cancer anymore. How about that? You know, yeah. and you know, you're supposed to have it, it would have made more sense if it's all I had to do was take back his wish. If he could have just, you know, taken back his <laughs> wish. No, she's like, oh, everybody got to take the wish back. Not everybody's going to take the wish back. There are reasons why people would not take their wish back. There are good reasons why people would not take their wish back. And I really was like, that is the dumbest thing I have ever seen in TV or movie history is that you're going to believe the entire world, people who are starving, people who are, who are in you know, concentration camps, people who are getting genocided against are going to be like, yeah, you're right, Wonder Woman. Yeah, I'll take my wish back, I guess. <laughs> Because it's it's cheating or whatever. No, like it's not cheating. It's not lying. It's 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 wishing. It's hoping for a better day or maybe a million dollars. I don't know. There's a dick out there who wanted pussy. I don't know. But <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Can we talk about what an exceptional waste of Pedro Pascal this was? Exceptional. Oh, yeah. Doing his <laughs> yeah. best version of Nathan Fillion meets Donald Trump. I don't know. It was it was I was like, what do you no, no. And like Bad what character. was his motivation? What was why was he doing the things he was doing? I mean it doesn't make he's, any he's sense. A fraud like, and he, he wanted his kid to like him. I don't it's stupid. 
Like, all right, so you you actually you have enough money to find out that ancient mystical artifacts are real and to hire people to go and steal it for you. Like, right. so you weren't that broke, and you <laughs> right. So I mean, like, why didn't you just wish? Oh, I wish my company was actually valuable and we could do things. And you toss the thing away and you live the rest of your life happily ever after. Right. <laughs> like, I mean, like, like on paper, this seemed great, right? You're like, we're gonna hit Cheetah. She's gonna be awesome. Full CG, the 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 whole nine yards. Awesome. Pedro Pascal is going to be the main antagonist. Fuck yeah, that dude's got range. He's a great actor. And then this is what we end up with. It's like, yeah, it's like it's like I when I when I first you know put on Facebook. Oh, I guess this is this is just going to happen. Whatever's going to happen in this movie, somebody called me. Like, yeah, isn't it great? And I'm like, no, it's not great. This is this it's it's. it's it's garbage. It's just it's just a pile of like random things happening and like oh god. <laughs> and also here's lastly, lastly, like it why is it in 1984? Like there's no reason for this movie to take place in the setting. Like the setting should be a part of the story in a in a, in a meaningful fashion. It doesn't have to be the story or anything like that. But there's it no reason just for made it. it harder for yeah. everything else. There's no reason for this not to take place after Justice League. There's no reason for it to take place during Justice League. There's 1984 because the 80s are cool. Like, there's no really. Well, any I, I think they were supposed to be playing off the greed is good, Gordon the Gecko 80s thing. You could have done that in the 90s. Trying to play into, but <laughs> it just didn't step well into it. That's all. I Which mean, like, I agree maybe if, 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 if Pedro Pasco, Maxwell Lord was like a Wall Street guy, I would be like, okay, the 80s makes sense, but he's like an oil tycoon. He could have done that any year. Like, and it actually would have made more sense in 2003 or something or yeah. 2004. You know, it, it's like they're like if you like Stranger Things or something. It takes place in the '80s, and like they use that setting to great effect. You know, they use that like there's a whole lot of nostalgia bait they put in there. There's a whole lot of like little Easter eggs and references, and like you know the characters act like they're from the '80s. Like they use it to great effect. In this movie, like it doesn't matter. The only thing that even was chuckle worthy that it was in the '80s was when. Uh, Steve Trevor was trying on clothes and they're all 80s clothes and he's like, oh, right. that's stupid. And like, right. that was the Thinking only the thing. Was modern okay. art. All right. Yeah. Let's, let's go for the 84. We, we got you. We let you get it out. We let you get <laughs> oh, this out. Much better now. <laughs> <laughs> it's in. Now it's out for the masses to know and realize it. <laughs> uh, that Wonder Woman rapes without any remorse. Without <laughs> no remorse. <laughs> Actually, the only thing I hate about that movie really was that uh, Steve Roger came back and was like, "Why are all these Negroes free?" Anyway, <laughs> going on to without remorse. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, black people do do movie action thriller without remorse taking in uh, taking place. I guess in the Tom Clancy universe or whatever. Only I know about the Tom Clancy universe is just like Harrison Ford, you know, played Jack Ryan for for a couple of roles, and now Jim from The Office plays it. So I'm not up to the universe as like me and Jaren's friend Alex is, and maybe Jaren is. But um, I'm going to make this short and sweet for myself. I fucking hated this movie. This movie's trash. I would never tell anybody to go watch this shit. I, halfway through the movie, I started looking at my phone. The chick queen from Queen and Slim, she's a terrible actress. Why are we hiring her except for she's a sister? So keep getting your money, boo. But I will <laughs> never put you in any movie. And if I see you in a movie, I'm expecting the worst thing possible from your acting. Michael B. Jordan, I'm... I, at one point after I watched Fruitville Station, I said, hey, this brother's probably going to be the next Denzel Washington in acting. I thought that dude was that good in that movie. Almost everything since then, he's been 
not saying the movies, the acting from him has almost been trash. And that includes Creed and all that. And I love those movies, but I don't love those movies because his acting's so good in them to me. This dude, I don't know if he just was like, you know what? I got a six pack and I got abs. I think I can phone it in now. I'm good. Because it just, I, I just don't believe nothing he does anymore. I'm <laughs> over this movie. If I don't ever got to watch this movie again, it will be a, my life will be beautiful because this, that's how bad I felt about this movie, which I feel like it's still going to get a sequel and I'm going to be more pissed off because I'm probably going to watch the sequel being like, well, I guess maybe the sequel may be better. So I'm done with it. I'll let y'all have it from here. I don't know if you, who, who wants to go next on this? Jared, you go uh, ahead. Go. I, I liked it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 you, you're saying Michael B hasn't done anything that's been worthwhile. Uh, you, you're, you're taking no, no. Killmonger acting chops, acting chops. I, I don't know. I, be, I believed he was in pain as, as Killmonger. I mean, obviously, I thought Creed was uh, Creed was all right, but I mean, I don't know. I, I I bought and sold on that idea that he was Killmonger and his pain was real. I like that. Um, this one though, hold on, no. do you think he was acting? I don't think he acted. I don't. Well, let me start here. Most people in Marvel Universe don't act very well. It's just really li- acting, and we accept it because it's a comic book movie. Right. Michael B. Jordan wasn't well acted in that movie. It was just cool to have a dude that was talking that real black power shit because half the black, most of black Americans believe the shit he was saying. He wasn't acting great in that movie. Hey, auntie, fuck out of here, man. Like, stop it. Hey, stop hey, my hey, bad. I agree to disagree. I, <laughs> disagree. I, I thought he was an exceptionally compelling uh, antagonist. And again, the way they they set him up, and then then gave him, you know, the way he delivered the lines. I thought I, I I saw pain behind those eyes. I liked it. I liked it. And that's what you want to see in a villain: somebody that's more than one dimensional, compelling, and someone that you believe the hurt. I enjoyed it. I get. I might be the only one, maybe, on this podcast. <laughs> Apologies. Um, I'm all right with that, though. I'm old enough to be the guy, the, the one guy on the island. It's, it's, it's cool. Um, but this movie. It, I mean, it's it's Tom Clancy. It's um, a soldier that should be able to do half of what he does in the movie, doing all the things he does in the movie. Um, I, I I didn't I didn't mind uh, the chick. She was all right. She wasn't great. Uh, that that sleazy little uh, CIA guy um, had a really punchable face, so I liked him kind of working against the whole thing. You mean uh, like that where he has him up against the wall with a gun to his, his clavicle. He's like, come on, just fucking say it. Lie to me. Lie to me. Do it, because I'm ready to just <laughs> end you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the whole thing with him getting out of that Russian neighborhood after all that shit went down was, I was like, it took me a second. I blinked. I was like, mm, oh, because mm. <laughs> he threw that package when he wasn't in the bomb gear, and then that package looks like it explodes pretty fucking quick, and then he comes out in the bomb gear. I'm like, Mm, that's gonna scramble your shit if you're not in the bomb gear before it explodes. So <laughs> you're gonna be fucked. I will give a shout out to the prison fight. The prison fight was all right. Other than that, I, I guess that shit. I fuck off. Yeah. I, uh, no, no, no way. Dude, <laughs> that whole thing, man. Him wrapping his fist and just getting ready for it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. water on the ground. And, oh yeah. <laughs> I was like, man, I, I, I'm, I'm pumped for that. <laughs> right, right, right. I will give her that. Like I was like, oh shit. Like okay. First black dude in the history of prison to beat up a prison guard and win. <laughs> we had The Rock in uh, the last Fast one. What was it? Or Fast two times ago, whatever. When he beat up, him and Jason Statham beat up a bunch of people. But, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. 
I don't know how much we count The Rock as a brother, brother, because some people be hating on him. So he's, well, he's still black. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But people still hate on him. <laughs> he's gonna be our next president, isn't he? I, I hope so. For I mean, I'll I'll for him. I'm, I'm yeah, done with actors of any kind being president. Just no. Ronald Reagan he, sucked. Trump sucked. Let's just get, let's get back to the Rock middle. can't be any worse than anybody else. <laughs> <laughs> that should not be what we're looking for. for he's not the worst. <laughs> Look, at this point in American politics, it's like, is he Hitler? No? Great. Let's vote for him. All right. Also, <laughs> <laughs> oh, any closing thoughts, Jaron, on without remorse? Sorry, because I know we keep cutting you off. So, yeah. No, 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 no. That's good. That's good. Uh, this is a conversation. That's the whole thing, right? Um, uh, yeah, I, I, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't hate it. It wasn't the best, but you know, um, I like that they finally got off of Jack Ryan because uh, Clancy's been milking that shit for a while. Most Here. I've never heard any of his books. Most of the things that I know about are from the video games because you know, Tom Clancy writes all the Call of Duties and everything. So, mm. but yeah, that's it. All right, Jason, on you. What do you think? So. Here's they already have a name for the sequel. It's called Rainbow Six. That was what <laughs> he said at the end. I want to name this team Rainbow. Like, oh yeah, we're supposed to jizz at this moment. That's what we're supposed yep. to do in this movie. Um, it was passable. It was it was a action movie with my. I like Michael B. Jordan as a per, as an actor. I I enjoy almost everything. I'll, you say Michael B. Jordan's in it. I'm gonna watch it. It's gonna be that's what I'm gonna do. That's my. So that that's why you watch Fan Four Stick. That's why I watched Van Forstick, you know, and Jamie Bell was in that too. And there he was looking all punchable in that one too. Um, <laughs> <laughs> there's a there's there's a couple things that I, that they do this in all movies, and I hate it. They totally fridged his wife and baby. They fridged his wife and his baby daughter, so that's two fridges. And like, I don't know why they need that as a uh, you know, why does the man always lose his wife in in movies? I don't understand why that has to be a thing that people do. Oh yeah, there's he has a family man. Well, let's just kill the woman, and therefore he's got to do it now. He has motivation now. <laughs> like you don't need to kill his family to give him motivation. You especially don't need to kill his wife or his baby daughter. You, you don't need to do that anymore. Stop doing that, please. It's dumb. It's it's no longer something that we need to, as a church that we need to keep perpetuating. Um, I liked the twist that I guess it was what really wasn't a twist, but that the CIA CIA. CIA guy wasn't behind the whole entire thing. So like, that, was, that was a cool thing. That the guy that you really thought was punchable and you wanted to kick his ass was like, oh, I didn't do this shit. It's not me. Right. <laughs> For once, the CIA didn't do it. <laughs> so I thought that was a cool, like, sort of, I wouldn't even say a twist, but character beat. But other than that, it's just like running the, run the numbers action movie. You know, you got machines that shoot out and then shit that doesn't make sense, but it's it's happening. And that chick does have the most woodenest acting of, since, I don't know, Megan Fox, I guess. Like, <laughs> right. like, she's just, I mean, like, it's cool to have her as, like, you know, she's the leader of that that squad. She is a, a senior member of, of the military. And it's cool to have her as that, as a black woman as that. But, like, can you give, like, some sort of emotion when you're doing the lines? Like, something like, you know, don't just read them off the page. Like, you know, you got to act <laughs> right 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 yeah, the most human she got was when she was forcing him to drink during his physical therapy sessions yeah was like... that was that was like the only point where she should have shown something i think more because as a military person that that from a proper kind of you know all that i get 
but you take the vest off and you, you know, pop a whiskey bottle that she's just chugging. I mean, that, that's when you're supposed to see more from her, I think. And you're right. We didn't get any of that. Yeah. I mean, like, as I said, Jason, keep her, keep cast her, you know, you, you only get better by trying. All right. Yeah, yeah. So keep going. Yeah, I don't think I'm not trying to discourage you at all. I mean, you're not listening to this podcast. Huh? <laughs> and if she is, just write a nasty comment that we don't know shit and we'll be fine yeah. with that too. I work very hard. I, I know you do. I'm I'm just saying it wasn't for me this time around. I'll see you next time. All right. Yeah. yeah. I, you don't need to watch this movie. It's just there. It's yeah. nothing. That's why it's on Amazon. It's, it's so just, no recommend from Jason. Jaron, recommend, not recommend. I mean, if you're starved for just a really paint by the numbers action movie that you haven't seen yet and you happen to be a fan of Michael B. Jordan, you could do worse. But other than that, no. Yeah, it's not a recommend for me, man. Again, I and I know my hot take on Michael B. Jordan, everybody gonna kill me because oh he's a great actor. <laughs> Dude, that man's a national treasure. This, <laughs> oh no, I agree. <laughs> I agree as a person, and I, I believe that a lot of movies he's in are really good. Black Panther, both the Creeds, Fruitville Station. Like I go through the list. A lot of movies he's in. I'm with you. The Wire when he was in that. Oh, man, Wallace. I, I he, he's in a lot of good stuff. He picks the scripts very well for the most part. I just think I guess maybe because I, when I saw Fruitville Station and saw him, I was like, oh, this kid has the potential to be the next Denzel. And when I say that, I mean when you see Denzel as a character, you believe like that's. Denzel every day, all day as that character. <laughs> Michael B. Jordan feels like he's playing the guy that should be that guy every day, all day. Like, his tones don't doing. change. <laughs> he, he doesn't emote differently. He doesn't put any different accents on it. It's just Michael B. Jordan talking as Killmonger today. Now he's Creed tomorrow. And now he's whatever dude name was in this movie. Like, he's Michael B. Jordan play, being these guys. Like, that's my argument with him is that, like, if you look at Killmonger and Creed, they're the same person. The dictation well, is the same. Well, yeah, yeah, different haircut, but yeah, dictation. He's got a lot of stars. Yeah, that's <laughs> the a way lot of dudes, man. You really want to do that for every one of them? Right. <laughs> what like, happens when he runs out of space? Of, like swagger with him. That's like, oh, okay. Like, oh, okay. He's the. Oh, this is Killmonger. This, nah, it's the same dude. It's just Michael B. Jordan being Creed. Michael B. Jordan being Killmonger. They all hey, one thing they got in common. Career off of that, Tom Cruise is the same dude in every movie he's yeah. in. I would agree, and, and I would never argue about it. Yeah. I would never agree. Acting child for Tom Cruise, I'd be like, well, maybe back in his early career, but now, no, he knows what he is. He's settled into it. So I don't know. I just feel like I, I guess maybe my my height. I was heightened because I'm like, okay, we're gonna get him in a real action movie with him being the dude, and I was like, oh, okay, all right, he just Michael B. Jordan hanging out. <laughs> shooting the gun here. <laughs> he he didn't even look like he got hurt for real for me. Like you know, like most action guys be like, ah. Oh. Uh, he was just like, I'm gonna limp a little bit. <laughs> I'm getting blown <laughs> up in the shot. Right. I'm, I'm walk back. Just just walk back. <laughs> right. Let yeah, me stop hating on Michael he getting shot. Nobody's gonna kill me for that. But I don't give a shot. Fuck in, in the beginning, he took uh, when he got shot. He took that harder than being next to that explosion. <laughs> right. 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 He, he was yeah, in physical but, therapy for a while. <laughs> right. He just looks a little bit. He's like, all right, I need help getting to the post. But other than that, I'm good, man. We out here. So, <laughs> I, again, I know people won't kill me because people love Michael B. Jordan. I love Michael B. Jordan, too. I just – I feel like he he's starting to, like, just be like, all right, I can do it this way now. This works for me. Take, take off your shirt, Michael. All right, good. Movie was sale. Here we are now. Again, <laughs> again, like I said, it, it, it's down for it. Um, now, speaking of it, I guess Star Wars, you know, with me. I know, Jaron, you – 
It's gonna be tough for you, but come on, we're gonna give it up. Star Wars did their um cartoon, The Bad Batch, which is a spinoff of the ending of the Clone Wars, where they had an episode of arc in that one with the Bad Batch, was just some of the clones that kind of malfunctioned, or I guess were uh, you know, a little off, and they're one of the best battle groups. But anyway, Disney drops the host dropping the whole series on it. First episode was like an hour. I think second episode dropped. I hadn't watched it completely yet, but I think that was 30 minutes. So, just going off episode one, again, we're doing spoilers here. Uh, Jason, what did you think of the Bad Batch? I love Star Wars, Clone Wars. I love the Bad Batch. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's, it's just more of the stuff that I already love. It's great. I love, like, I think Dave Filoni, who's who's the executive producer on on the shows, he's also one of the executive producers on The Mandalorian, along with Jon Favreau. I think they should stop getting like these big name directors to do movies and just let him and John Favreau do Star Wars movies because they understand Star Wars. They know what they're doing. And it's Bad Batch is just more good stuff. It's just it's awesome. I, I love it. I, if you have not watched the Clone Wars through season seven, and you should if you like mm-hmm. Star Wars. If you say I'm a Star Wars fan, then there's no excuse for you not to have watched Clone Wars. And I'm gatekeeping right here. Like you cannot sell, say yourself a Star Wars fan <laughs> unless you watch the Clone Wars. That's a gatekeep. I'm standing at that gate with my spear and telling people not to enter unless they watch the Clone Wars. <laughs> and bad, but I mean, like you know, the second episode was a little bit slower than the the first one. The first one was a lot more action oriented. You know, mm-hmm. setting us back up with the with the Bad Batch. But like you know, it's like the Teenage Mutant. Uh, one of my friends said this to me. It's like the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. You have you know, I think four guys with different personalities, you know, that are just trying to do their thing. And it's, it's cool. It's, I, I'll, I'm, I'm hooked. I'm in, I mean, they were going to get me no matter what, but I'm glad they did. All right. We're going to go to the non-Star Wars fan last, which would be uh Jaren. But uh, look, I, I'm with, I'm right there with Jason. I loved it. I think the best thing they did for the Bad Batch was that when they had the one guy descend from the group, the, the sharpshooter Cross group. Air. Right, right, yeah. I thought that was a great twist for it because I just went into it assuming this is the the five ragtag guys we're just going to follow. However, it's going to go. We're going to see their adventures, etc. And so I did dig that they did have him still have some of the programming in him that the original clones did. I thought that was a nice twist. I will say this. I do like the time frame they're doing right after Order 66. That Because I think that is probably the biggest... I know they did... Um, the Star Wars Rebels that took place between that gap, but I felt like it didn't directly tie into what the movies were doing. It was more just like, hey, this is how the universe has been affected by Order 66 and go from there, where this one looks like it's tying in directly with, like, we're seeing the the, the Empire be basically born, taken from the Republic to the Empire. Like, it, it's kind of what, yeah, I, I, honestly, I wish it was a movie of this. I wish <laughs> the Star Wars stories were these kind of stories. Like, we talked about the Mandalorian. Star Wars stories in the movie should have been like that. Like the Mandalorian should have been a movie that was a Star Wars story. Yeah. This right here should have been a movie that was a Star Wars story. Things that take place in the universe where you don't necessarily need a Jedi and a Skywalker. But going over the episode itself, I, I think the way they intro in them with the Jedi's there with the other regular clones, and they're like, hey, we got another, you know, an army of clones coming. And they're like, oh, it's another battalion. And they're like, 
uh, something like that, and it's like five motherfuckers that show up. And <laughs> it's five dudes. Yeah, yeah, like it, that's a great way to intro them to say if you hadn't watched, I know you're gatekeeping, gatekeeping in. You're saying this is Star Wars and kicking people down the pit if they haven't watched it. But if you had not watched Clone Wars, this is a great way to intro the team, show their strengths and their weaknesses, but also show that they're just badass, like just fighters. They're just badass people. And then as we go into it, the whole training session with Tarkin, and it's like, oh, it's a training section. And he goes, put the live ammo in it. He basically was trying to execute their asses, <laughs> and they like still dominated. It was yeah, just, we got this, we can do this, <laughs> right? Right. And the setup was just so good. And even just being like, oh, well, you know, Tarkin thinks the five rejects are, you know, us, but he doesn't realize that the fifth one is actually the girl Omega. And that was just a nice, good, subtle throw in there. Now, I will say now that my only concern is Disney's getting a little tropish with having the young character that's cute and bubbly and kind of mischievous being part of the like the solvent real serious you know whatever whatever kind of person i mean baby yoda and Guru was great right 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 so again i'm i'm fine for it because it works but i'm just putting a little feather in my cat to be like all right let's not keep going to the well too much on this we get it. You need a cute character to sell toys. We get it. You need a cute little character to, to bring other kids in. I understand it. But you at this point, Star Wars is Star Wars. You don't need gimmicks to bring people in. Either you're on Star Wars or you're not. And now as we go to someone who's not on Star Wars, we're going to see what he thought about this. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I have not watched The Clone Wars. Uh, uh -oh. Get your spear it. out, Jason. As I understand, well, he doesn't claim Clone to be Wars, a Star Wars fan, so Clone Wars started on Cartoon Network. Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I, that watching this, apparently they kept the same budget from Cartoon Network. They got a little bit more money, but yeah, mm, it's they didn't the same. spend it on anything that I saw. That's oh. <laughs> all right. So who do we have? We have the big strong dumb guy. We have the the what. Mario on the selection screen, just the every guy Hunter. You've got the tech nerd, uh, which is the blue the blue lion guy. Um, you've got you've got the one that is just there to use his R two D two penis arm to get into all the technology, and then you have the one that's absolutely going to to turn on them. Right, right, percent like from the rip. Oh, that's the bad guy. He's even German sounding. And then you have, then you have the little girl Neelix or whatever her fucking name is that I just want him to drop off on a fucking starport immediately because she's fucking horrible. When they tell her in episode two that she can stick with them, which is a horrible idea, the rigging on her face is so bad from an animation standpoint. They don't. I don't think that rig allows for them to ever be happy. They've only got angry. And str struggling and and neutral. When they tried to make her smile, her eyebrows went up, and it was like nightmare fuel. It was a creepy thing because her face wouldn't just be happy looking. Also, why are they texturing these things like they're painted fucking miniatures? You notice the red on all of those fucking stormtroopers looks like some douchebag that doesn't know how to paint a miniature painted the red on them. When you get close to them, they all look like they're hand painted like some like some child that doesn't know how to paint things painted them. That they're not toys. They're supposed to be real people. Give them fucking normal textures. Let light bounce off them correctly. This is <laughs> bullshit. That being said, I like the story. <laughs> <laughs> I liked, I liked orders. The Order sixty six thing is probably one of the most compelling things I've seen in Star Wars outside of the Mandalorian. 
I am not a Star Wars fan. I love The Mandalorian because it's good storytelling with good characters. I liked Rogue One. I thought it was good storytelling with good characters. It reminded me of Halo Reach. You know they're going to die, but they're going to make you fucking become invested in these characters before they kill them. Because fuck you, audience. And uh, <laughs> fuck your feelings. <laughs> yep. yep. <laughs> Dare to love again, fucker. Um, and, and yeah, no, uh, uh, the animation is trash. Uh, it's it's Disney. You're not on a Cartoon Network budget anymore. Fucking pay an animator to actually do it justice. All right. Okay. I I I'm going to I'm I'm glad that you you have your opinion. I'm and it's it's valid. It's valid. Like and now both of you mind you, both of you guys are like animators and like digital guys. So I'm loving this this clash so, here. Go go on. <laughs> so the the Clone War, the whole Clone War aesthetic that they have for these both these shows, both Bad Batch and the Clone Wars, was made from that Clone Wars movie that came out that totally tanked. You know, yeah, I want to it think was trash. Whatever. It's completely garbage. It's horrible. But they kept that sort of look and feel because they kind of do feel like toys and that's what kind of the thing they were going for is that we are playing with this universe that we are playing with toys in this universe so in the very first few seasons of clone wars the animation is pretty terrible they i love that you brought up rigging it does they're stiff they're 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 janky it's it's bad but in the last few seasons of the clone wars it gets significantly better i don't know why they brought it back I, it's i mean i know why it's just easier and cheaper just to do things easy and cheaply but like in the last two seasons of clone wars the animation is top notch especially in the last season when they have i don't i guess we're spoiling anyway of a 10 year old show yeah they have uh, a fight scene between ahsoka tano and darth maul that is amazing it yes. is. Yes. It is that whole entire three. I want to say it was like two or three episode arc. It's just like some of the best sort of like visuals on the tar- cartoon show that I've seen since Samurai Jack. Or, or right. Or the, it's just a masterpiece. So I, you know, at the the Sith Temple. What was oh, that? Oh, you about the last the final season? The final season. Oh, okay. I'm with you. Okay. Okay. The yeah, yeah, yeah. Mandalore. Yeah. 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 So yeah, it's it's. So I'm not saying that you're all wrong because you are right about the animation quality. It is sometimes very hokey. <laughs> not many people know what ringing means, and I'm glad that you do. <laughs> so and, and and like yeah, it's very stiff. But they're supposed. To, I mean, like that's the aesthetic they chose, and you know, love it. I mean, I grown to love it after watching this show for seven seasons or whatever. But you know, if it's like your first time watching it, it is kind of something that you know it's not. It's 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 a choir case. It's like. It's like a fine whiskey over ice. You, know? you either like it or you're gonna. It sounds like it's the love of the subject matter overshadowing you knowing that it should be better. <laughs> the same thing happens with me. Same thing happens with me with the Dragon Prince. Give me all the frames for season one and two of the Dragon Prince because it's by the same some of the same people from Avatar. Avatar, yeah. The voice acting, the producing, it's phenomenal. I love the story. Irritated at how many frames they dropped in the first and second season two season. was better though. Season three, they gave me more frames. Yes, yes, yeah. as they should. Give me all <laughs> oh, man. Animation Hopefully. is hard. It's hard work. <laughs> Hopefully, our audience is still awake after we just had them geek out on a uh, animation styles and rendering <laughs> and shading and all. That. So, going to the final thing, we always say, Jaren, would you recommend? Don't recommend? What's your thoughts? No. 
We shouldn't reward trash animation and trash, I mean, rigs. It's it's Disney money now. You're part of the house that the mouse built. Fucking throw some cash at this and do it right. All right, Jason. So no. A hundred percent. Everybody, every this should be required viewing in schools. <laughs> it should be, you know. Everybody should watch the show, especially if you're a Star Wars fan. It's 100% a recommendation. Yeah, I think I'm going to split the difference. If you're a Star Wars fan, absolutely 100% watch this. If you are not a Star Wars fan, but you watch some of the first episode and it intrigues you, pause it and go all the way back to season one of the Clone Wars and start <laughs> and go through. If you're not a Star Wars fan, I'm probably saying it's not going to really be for you. And that's why I agree with Jaren. But I recommend it. I think it's fun. I think it's a cool, you know, cool cartoon. Has a lot of fun there. And again, I am all for things that do not encompass, surround, and pull in and grab anything Jedi. So I'm here for it as long as they can kind of keep that flavor where they're not relying on Jedi's to be like the main source of the conflict that they're trying to do. Like Order 66 should have killed a bunch of them. So now hopefully we're just worried about how these clones are going to maneuver through life being like the antithesis of like what a clone is supposed to be. That's what I'm here for. That's what it's like seems like the story they're trying to tell, but I know sometimes if something happens and season one ratings aren't great, they're gonna be like, well, you know what? Let's just throw in a bunch of Jedi's to get Whoa. them and doing things. So during this time Caleb Dune, aka Canon Jarris is, is alive. And so is uh what's the dude from the video game? Um uh Starkiller? Not Star Killer, the new one, the new one. Oh, the redhead dude. Yeah, I don't know that one. Yeah, um, that guy's alive too. So they're all there. So <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Maybe we find out what happens to um, because what I think Mandalorian takes place in this time period too, doesn't it? No, Mandalorian is after this. It's, Mandalorian takes place between uh the end of uh episode three and the beginning of, or not episode three, episode six and the beginning of. The new trilogies. Oh, okay. So was that the Revenge of the the Jedi, a Return of the Jedi to Force Awakens? Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. Well, we'll see what goes on with that then. Um, I guess we could jump on to the last one, and then I realized what I said at the beginning of the show was going to be a lot of hate. Um, I, I realized I didn't realize it's going to all be coming from me mostly. So <laughs> we have <laughs> Marvel's uh, Phase Four real here. Uh, for anyone who hasn't seen it, if you're watching the video, we're going to play some of it. If you're listening on the audio, actually just YouTube Marvel Phase 4, and Not it will either. easily <laughs> bring up, and you'll be able to see it. If you haven't seen it, shame on you, but let's hit some play and hear some clips from it. I love being with people. It's the most incredible thing in the world. What are you doing? Oh, this is nice. That world may change and evolve. But the one thing that will never change, we're all part of one big family. We are Groot. That man next to you, he's your brother. That woman over there, she's your sister. Hire for the faster, baby. That's right. All right. We, we're going, you know, before we get all the feels and start crying, let's uh, get into this Marvel, 
yeah, I'm not even gonna start. I'm gonna close because I have real harsh feelings about all this. <laughs> so let's go ahead and start with Jason. What is your thoughts on this Marvel Phase Four? I guess they call it Sizzle Reel or whatever the or the case. We want your money to go go back to the theaters so we can get your money again. This is what this means. <laughs> it's on the nose when it's like we're your brother and they put the two black dudes together. <laughs> we're your brother and there's the only two brothers in the whole entire Marvel. Yeah, they should have just been gave him dap and slap five on the black hand <laughs> yeah. side at that point. <laughs> you know, I'm I'm they've hooked me. I'm I'm addicted to this stuff at this point. You know, it's it's. They might as well just just hook it to my veins. I'm going. You, you don't need this. You don't need to put nostalgia <laughs> into me. Just put another trailer for another movie up. I'm going to go watch it. I'm going to spend my money on it. You don't need to. You don't need to debate me into this and make me think this is something. I mean, I think it's something special, but you don't need to make me think that it's something special. It's not. It's movies about superheroes. Just calm all that shit down and 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 tell me when the next one's coming up so I can go watch it, please. And make sure that's in the next month or so, because I'm, I'm kind of getting the shakes. <laughs> all right. Jaren, all right. Oh, I already know how Jaren feels about this, because we argue about this all the time. Go for it, Jaren. I bought into it. I loved it. Come on. Uh, uh, the build was great. Um, the fact that they they, they had some, some Stan Lee stuff, like, you know, in, in a vault somewhere they could pull up and, and, and reference for it. Um no, I, I, yeah, I, I was there for it. I was 100% on board. And uh, yeah, it was, I was like, I mean, yes, I also know that I was being marketed to as far as let's go back to the movies. And I'm like, as soon as I get that second vaccine shot, you see me there. Gotta get it, gotta get it. Nope, only got the one right now. I'm going to on number two. And, right. You know, talk about being immortal, that the fact that they can keep bringing up Stan Lee's, you know, voiceovers or whatever, that guy will never die because they're going to continue to use that for the next 200 years. So, I mean, yeah. hey, you, you made it. You did something that no one else can do. You're you're gonna live forever. All right, man. You guys, I hate to be this cold water, man. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a say it like Jay Z. Turn my volume up, up, up. <laughs> All right. I watched it, and I said, "Damn, this is good, man." Marvel and Disney, they doing a the damn thing. Like I'm, I'm invested. I'm here. So I said, you know what? I want to find out where did they find this footage of Stan Lee or where did, you know, where, did he record this sometime before he died and how did they get it? And so, you know, I did my Googles, you know, bam, bam. And then that's when I realized Disney literally just turned us around, bent us over, said, um, throw a little lube on it. Nah, I'll just spit on it and just shove their shit up our asses and, and, and went with it. And I felt like it's really disrespectful to Stan Lee. Because where this speech came from, guys, this is a speech from Stan Lee after the Charlottesville incident happened, where the woman had died and got ran over by the car and the neo-Nazis and all that. Stan Lee did a talk, and he talked about how we need to come together, and we need to stop this violence, and we need to stop, you know, blah, blah. Basically, it was an anti-racist, you know, pro-civil rights, pro-human unity speech he was giving. To show that these fucktards shouldn't be doing what they're doing. Disney just used this speech and just told these fucktards, let's go to the movies. You might as well have had a dancing popcorn, hot dog, and a soda with it while you did it. I was almost to the point when I saw that, I was like, I know I'm going to go still see the movies. And that's what the hypocrite in me is, comes into play. But fuck Disney for that. 
that's some straight up bullshit on that. Like you use this moment of a man trying to promote us to be along and be peaceful. And Disney, you basically just said, hey, all that peace shit is cool, but let's do that peace shit at the movies when you pay us. Because fuck out of here on the regular equal rights issue. Fuck out of here on actually giving a shit about human civility. We want you to, you know, turn around and see that's your brother, you know, while you're watching Black Panther 2. And then look around and see that's your sister while Captain Marvel 2 comes out. Like, even if you would have dropped that trailer and didn't put the movie shit at the end, it just would have been like, you know, Marvel and Disney want people to come together and blah, blah, blah. Some little tagline at the end about, you know bringing us together, blah, 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 and then Marvel movies coming soon, I would even probably would have been like, okay, all right. But instead, you basically just use this man's speech about equality to tell us to get our asses up, get in the fucking movie theaters, and make me some money, bitch. Mickey Mouse just pimped the, the, pimped the corpse of Stan Lee. He dug that bitch up and Weekend and Bernie's his ass to go make some more money and then put his ass back in the grave and didn't even rebury him, just left him there. It was like, uh, Somebody else could deal with that shit after we get these dollars. Man, that shit was the gross. It was disgusting. I, I just, I shouldn't be surprised because it's Disney. We know the shit they do. But I just thought maybe they were turning the corner a bit because we're in this woke era, quote unquote, where people will have to be a little bit more sensitive. They was like, fuck that. We're going, hey, y'all better get your asses back here and make us this money because we ain't bullshit. We done lost a lot of money to this shit. Fuck out of here. <laughs> You're not that we staying when you watching Black Widow shit. <laughs> would you rather it's just that it's the all the trailers and then at the end it's chris evans and his captain america get up just going and remember guys don't be a nazi i would have taken that i would have been like that's pretty creative and funny right. like tongue-in-cheek like i would have and then I, even you said that little nod i would have been like okay i right. get it like ha, ha, ha. i'm gonna still say you something but also yeah i would have it was like these epic words by Stan Lee and all of us is like, oh, he's dead and he's gone and oh, what a great job by Disney. And then you flash all the shit that's coming and it's like, oh, good. And then you realize that, no, they just profiteered off this man's dead body and his love of country and state to sell us some more shit. I didn't In know defense. that that's where it came from. I do feel a little manipulated now that I do know that. In their defense, it's really hard to be racist while you're watching a movie. <laughs> <laughs> Touche. You are right. My, my, I, re, I rebrand my whole conversation now. You know what, Disney? This He's trying to bring us together by putting us all in the same movie theater. It's When the lights go out, we're all the same color, guys. <laughs> Disney eliminating racism one movie ticket at a time. Yeah, that's that's hard, highly cynical. That's that's disgusting. I, I, I feel bad now that I'm yeah. going to go spend money on this, that I'm still going to go do. Oh, I'm still going to go. I'm a hypocrite like a mother. There's no life. ethical consumerism anymore, so just got to hook it to my veins, Disney, and, and <laughs> at least sometimes use the lube. Don't just spit on it, please. I just right. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes just, you know, at least tell me you love me sometimes. Kiss me on the Lie to me. Yeah, lie to me. <laughs> why you go see your other women just lie to me <laughs> I know you're the number one you're my bottom bitch she's like oh okay got a whole nother family another state <laughs> right right right, right. Yeah. but when we're together and we're intimate just make yeah. me feel like I'm the only one That's he all. loves me though <laughs> He's yeah no no I mean, but like, I was with you like all the, the feelings you guys had I had completely when I saw it I saw man Marvel would have hit another one right out the park again 
And yeah, I was like, because I wanted to hear the full, because I figured that, like, where did this come from? It's probably a full, you know, maybe they'll say, oh, he recorded this for like Guardian 7 or some shit like that. So I was like, I want to see where this is going to fit in. And it was like, nah, this dude was speaking amongst this crowd of college kids and was trying to, like, hey, let me just stop being fuck shit. So they were, Disney was like, hey, man, uh, Stanley Estate, y'all still got that audio? We got hey, something we, interesting. <laughs> we paid four billion dollars for you, so you, you're going to yeah. <laughs> even the after you're you, dead. Whatever your 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 words are, we're going to use them. I don't. We don't care. <laughs> we're hey hey. At least they didn't just like cut up a whole bunch of things that he did say and like make something a whole new statement out of it, like some sort of like true augmented reality, fucking deep yeah. fake shit. So I mean, like I was going to say next year, the, that's what's going to yeah. happen. It's going to be like with the energy that Jason came into this with. I was I was assuming he was about to tell us that they've been feeding an AI all of Stanley's spoken things, and now they can just make Stanley say whatever he want they want. Yeah, five more. <laughs> just learn his speech patterns and everything. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking algorithms and shit. Yeah. <laughs> right, right, right. Like those, yeah, a, those deep cuts where they just take parts of the word to make whole words. Yeah. <laughs> that, now, that would have been actually impressive for me. I still would have hated on it, but I'd have been very impressed. <laughs> they took that long to make that whole speech. So, yeah, but yeah it, it is what it is. But at least Marvel has it together as opposed to Sony. So, Sony decided to release the Venom 2 trailer. And I haven't seen this shit. So, we're going to watch this all together. And I know you guys have already seen it, but um, let's enjoy <laughs> the beauty that is Venom 2 together. Oh, God. I don't know if I'm ready for this, but let's do it. It's fun. It's going to be fun. <laughs> Uh, I say either, you guys say either, I say neither, and I say neither, 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 let's call the whole thing off. So glad Venom's domesticated now. Catch <laughs> up. Excuse me. Oh, okay. So we cannot see, because obviously he's missing everything. All right, good, 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 good. In association with Marvel. Good evening, Eddie. Hey, Mrs. Chen. Good evening, Venom. Marshall, hi, Mrs. Chen. He says hi. She didn't see the little arm thing? You can't hear him. He can't hear, can't hear his mind. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. I'm with you now. Sorry. <laughs> Thanks for filling in the blanks. <laughs> they got rid of Carnage's little orphan Annie. Yeah. Thank God. Yeah. Every decision we ever make. Who do we leave? No on? more uh, turds blowing in the wind. And how do we leave them? Oh, okay. You more Ravencroft? In the darkness. But the rescuer never comes. Welcome back, Eddie Brock. It's been a long time. Miss you so much. I really only have one key question. Chaos. Do they say symbiote correctly in this movie? <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> Chaos. Symbiote. Oh, 
chocolate delivery hasn't arrived yet. No! We had a deal. What's gonna happen? You gonna stop protecting me? I am happy to eat, Mrs. Chen. No, no, you cannot eat, Mrs. Chen. What? <laughs> okay. Um, I love when they neuter characters. It's just so much better to just, <laughs> yeah. you know, um, not give us the thing that we've been loving for years and years and years is to give us something completely different. And so, uh, <laughs> yeah, about that. Um, I mean, the first one was trash, so I don't know if I'm really expecting this one to be much better. But for Woody Harrelson in it. <laughs> by that, that definition it's going to be better <laughs> right by that that trailer i just hope that they just don't really ruin woody harrelson because he's too good of an actor to be like dealing with that pile of crap that looks like and so is tom hardy but i mean tom hardy did the first one so you're stuck in this shit now so just going to ride it out um yeah i mean I, I, if any point sony should have been like hey marvel this movie we're making right here, we really need the Spider-Man bump for this. Because, you know, Venom sucked in the first one. It could barely be the symbiote. We're really expecting him to take out this other one that's supposed to be stronger. Could really use a team up here to really boost the sales and give us something to do. But uh, I guess they're not going to do that. They're just going to keep putting out these villain movies that are supposed to be good guys, but are really bad guys. and That no one gives a shit about. Yeah, but yeah. You, you missed you missed uh, Mr. Cassidy smashing a spider. In his jail. Oh, 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 okay. oh. Uh -huh. yeah, it's in the same name. <laughs> how, uh, how dare me? I how dare me? Never <laughs> realized that. One so, of the right. things about Carnage is the shit that happens before he becomes Carnage. He is a genuinely mm -hmm. dangerous knife wielding knife specialist murderer guy. Serial in, killer. In Mar yeah, yeah, serial killer. And the fact that they start the last movie in the little, the first time you see him and he's already in jail, unless they're going to be doing flashbacks, nobody's really going to understand why Carnage is such a compelling character and why he was so dangerous and so R-rated in a comic book, even back in the 90s. I mean, right. there's, there's a lot that they can milk for that character and really do him justice, and it looks like they're going to not do it. Well, even well, like... I mean, go ahead, go, go ahead, ahead Jason. I'm sorry. No, no, go ahead, run it, run it. Well, I mean, they already did that to Venom. I mean, Venom is a compelling character because of all the things he's gone through through the comic books. And, like, he started off as a straight-up villain and, you know, over time has redeemed himself to be, you know, more of an anti-hero. Right. And they completely, like, completely neuter him. They completely, like, changed... I mean, like, everything about him is, is changed. Like, you know, Eddie Brock wasn't really that great of a reporter. He was more... Mm -hmm. He was a photographer. He, didn't, he just did it because it make money. Yep. You know, he was... He was you know, egotist. He was an egomaniac. He he had a lot of self-pride and all the other good stuff. And like, you know, that symbiote wasn't like an additional creature. It was a, a more of a completion of himself that that he it it's just like the whole like characterization is just off. Like it's gone. The, yeah. the, the, the the symbiote doesn't act without you know Eddie Brock. It, it's it's right. a part of him. It's it needs they they're a sim they're a symbiote. They're, they they <laughs> they work together. It's just like yeah. and 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 also they're taking away that his history with Spider Man. It's just like it's it's huge. It's like there's like that's part of the reason why we liked watching him do the bad things that he did is because he was like the anti Spider Man. And it's right. it's uh, I don't know why they're doing this. I don't Eddie Brock that. hates Peter Parker. The symbiote hates Spider Man because of the rejection. They make a brilliant combination. Yeah. 
And then, you know, when he splits off and forms Carnage, and Carnage is like, I hate both y'all motherfuckers. I don't know. <laughs> you know? Absolutely. And then, go ahead, Jason. It's just like... Yeah. Oh, no. I mean, I was going to let y'all finish because I only have, like, just one comment to end with. Um, which one is worse? How do they pronounce Aang in the last airbender? Oh, or that's, worse. that's the worst. That's the that's worst. The worst. Which one's worse? Ong. Ong is the worst. Ong. <laughs> all day long over on and this rich world full of you know asian characters they're all white (laughs) yeah yeah except for the bad guys except for the bad guys they're indian they're all indian (laughs) which which would have been fine change if like they did it for everybody else but no they didn't they had to whitewash everybody else (laughs) oh man well as always thank you guys for listening to the n word for nerd podcast um, remember to share, like, subscribe, follow us on all things YouTube, Facebook, all listening services. We are on everything from Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Anchor, you name it, we're probably there. And if we're not there, let me know and I will find a way to get us there as well. Uh, thank, thank everybody for the feedback for the first two shows. Uh, I know we've had some really good numbers on that. So obviously people are liking the stupid stuff that we're talking about and spewing and that completely turned off by the fact that we just say whatever we feel like saying about every single thing that happens in this sphere. Uh, if it's something that's in the sphere that you want us to check out a look or you think is really, really dope and that we're just not looking or tuning into, please comment, let us know, or email, do whatever, let us know. We will try to review it and get it on there. Other than that, um, I thanks to my fine host as always. We got Jaren here. Jaren, thank you again for showing up for me. Always a pleasure. All right, and then the Duke of all nerds, we got Jason. Jason, as always, we got another one in the books. Yeah, this is always fun. This is always great. I love it. Let's keep talking about talking shit about shit. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna have to meet up one day and get a beer, all of us. Hey, oh, we get that second shot, you're down. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, uh, we'll do that, and then we'll Instagram and live tweet the bullshit conversations we have while we do this too. <laughs> Especially me and Jaren, we we have a history of just talking bullshit when we start drinking and talking about geek shit and arguing about it. So that should always be fun and entertaining. Well, as always, guys, I thank you all for listening and tuning in, and we will see you all next week. Peace.